0: Welcome back to Trending in Education. Dan Strafford, Michael Palmer, Brandon Jones along with you. And on today's episode, we're talking about emojis, their application, their use in the classroom. And of course, throughout technology, we'll also talk to Esther Lee about emojis later on and how they have evolved through the years and what exactly they can be used for in education from her point of view. But first and foremost, always want to ask Michael, how are you doing on this fine podcast recording day?
1: I think I'm tears with joying right now. Uh, the 2015 maybe, word of the year, or maybe I'm woozy facing. Uh, oh no, I can't woozy face yet. That's that's coming. Uh, I'm doing well. I like uh, I happy face emojis. I like them. I find them uh, enjoyable. And as you've noticed, I enjoy talking about a pictorial uh, lexicon. I like talking about pictures is uh is good fodder for audio so uh so yeah i love me some emojis and, uh, and i'm ready ready to participate
0: No, it is an emoticon not an emoji but i does uh, call back to brandon uh discussing less than three people on an episode uh many yep. moons ago uh Damn. i less
2: than three so hard 2.9 did yeah there you go brandon how are you doing i'm tooth <laughs> and i was trying to look <laughs> I, I'm, I'm so glad that there's a tooth you can't handle the tooth um I'm good. I, I like, I, th- I like emojis. I think that there's lots of reasons to like them. And, um, yeah, I was excited to see the 157 new ones that are, uh, that's the, in the standard list for, for 2018. Um, I, I think this is fun. So if I, I'm, I'm well, thank you, Dan. Uh, and, and I'm looking forward to this conversation.
1: And, and Dan, just to allow me like, we're we're a show that'll tackle the hard hitting issue, you know. So like, not every educational show is ready to to wade into tough tough topics like emojis. But you kid, we're here, here and we're we're, here. we're
2: definitely not gonna gonna tackle anything difficult. But I <laughs> but there is like there's some UDL stuff. There's, there's a lot
1: of. I mean i i I'm joking.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think as you think about uh, from people of different cultures and languages being able to communicate quickly, like. Emoji faces are like that's a that's a winner.
1: I, I I'm I'm sold. Like I,
2: like I'm, the new cold face. Like I I I'm, would make if I were as we talked about on the Olympic Games uh, episode. Like I would be making that cold face, and they wouldn't even know. But now they
1: do. Yeah. Plus, you know, so they just added 157. They're they're on their way. 157 new emojis are coming, uh, raising the grand total to. Two thousand eight hundred and twenty-three. So, like, roughly a six percent increase in the the number of emojis that are available to us. Like, that's kind of cool. Like, the the fact that like our expressive capacity within this this emerging uh, form is increasing by six percent. And I I imagine it's going to continue to probably. probably
2: I mean, so this year we get. Uh, in 2018, once they come out, we get redheads. Yeah, yeah I, I have some it's, thoughts. It's been a while. For sure. The Ginger Ninja. Yeah. 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 Uh, curly hair. Right. Like if you're a redhead with curly hair, you are like, there's just like, this, these emojis don't speak to me. Finally. Yeah. Superheroes. Sure. Softball.
1: I saw that. Yes. Like, a softball.
2: Right. Like a baseball was
1: too small. Yeah. It's bigger. And this one's yellow, I think.
2: Hmm. Infinity. Yeah. I think you could you could sort of get your way into that using some of the symbols yeah, before, but, but now it's so
1: much easier. kangaroo, okay, yeah. and more, <laughs> more, yeah, there's plenty, yeah, you know, lots, yeah, and uh. Yeah, and the the whole the whole history of emojis, Dan. Where do you want where do you want to go? Where I, do you where, where do you? Uh... I did want to define emoji.
0: I know everyone knows what they are, but it come it's a, a Japanese word uh, uh, combining the Japanese word for picture, which is e, and then emoji is character. So they are character pictures that were used. I think first in 1991 or 1990, uh, playing off of emoticons, which were from the 80s. Uh, emoticons, to define, are using keyboard. Keys to make pictures. Emojis are pictures onto themselves. Uh, but there's been an evolution of using pictures to tell stories. And uh, it kind of came back where digital was text for a while. Now we're able to use these pictures. And uh, to Brandon's point, I, I think a great education point is uh, people who cannot read, people who may not speak English, uh, may not be able to communicate in certain ways, are able to use these pictures to start to learn and, and communicate in ways that they haven't been before. Um, uh, anecdotally, my my niece uses what's called a Toby, uh, which is an eye movement tracker to help her speak, and there are emojis on there that she's able to look at, and then it speaks for her, which I think is an interesting use case as well. Uh, but the the history is really actually deep uh, on this and how they've come to be and how they've all come uh, to, to pass, and I think something really interesting here too, Mike, about the history and maybe even the future is, if we think of emojis as a language, as a way to, to communicate in a way, they're interpreted differently on different um, devices. So Google, Android uh, has their sort of representation of the emoji and Apple has their representation. And then you have what might be on Slack or might be on uh, Trello, which is an organizing tool. Some businesses use have their own. Um, it's really interesting to see that there's not a standard emoji set uh, because now translation comes into play where you're across devices, translating things. And I think, uh, I don't know if you find that as interesting as I do, but that could be a problem in the future where now on an Android device, I get a text from someone who's an Apple user, I get a blank box if it's an emoji I don't have. And then I have to like copy and paste it into a browser and search to find out what emoji they sent me, which seems like over time could actually become a bigger problem from a communication standpoint.
1: Totally. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of interesting directions you could take, even the fact that the different devices have slightly different visual elements for the different emojis too, which I almost are like somewhere between a font and an accent, you know, it's almost like a visual accent. It's like, you're doing something slightly different. And I know sometimes I'm in like a different format when I want to use an emoji and I'm like, Oh man, these ones don't look as good. And I'm like, they don't really capture, uh, my, my unique, uh, my unique joie de vivre. And, uh, I feel like it's almost like you want to design. It makes me want to design my own emoji set. Like I kind of want my own Would version. Would that be a
0: dialect? Would that be the Mike Palmer dialect of emoji? I like that.
1: Possibly. Yeah. 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 But uh, but yeah. And then what you're describing is inter- The the interoperability problems. Uh, it almost is like somebody sends you a, uh, an emoji and it's redacted somehow because they're doing it from a different right. Uh, <laughs> a different tool Let, set. Let's you're just like-
2: admit also the iOS ones are just much better. They're pretty good, right? I mean, like, no, that, I'm not, I don't even know they're good. They're just much better. Yeah. Like when you look at them, they're just they're just objectively better. Yeah. Are yeah. You, are you an iOS uh, user, Brendan? I am, and I've actually had a funny exchange with someone who sent me like this like super weird uh, set of Android uh, emojis, <laughs> and I like totally misinterpreted what she was saying. But um, I think just objectively, like if you if you go to and Dan, you could post this in the. What's the emoji for glossary? Oh, it's it's like smiling, crying, laughing face. Um, I think happy book. It's happy book. Yeah. If you put this in the glossary, like you can see, it is it's just clearly objectively better the iOS emojis. Uh huh. So you know, it's the interoperability is is more interesting. But I wanted just to tell you what I thought (laughs) about who was binarily better and on every emoji better.
1: Yeah. What what do you guys think is missing though? Like I think it's interesting they added these hundred and fifty seven. I'm not sure I was a uh, entirely fluent in the 2,666 that were already there. Did like, you know that redhead wasn't there? I I I don't think he I felt noticed. it. He
0: felt it. He knew.
1: I didn't feel like I lacked the ability to express uh, my my inner ginger. Uh, I felt like I was I was I it was always it was always right there. I could just whatever I communicated was sort of conveying that thought. Yeah. So I felt like my dialect. actually choosing the red haired icon was a little too on the nose for me personally. Yes. Got but it. That's, that's just me. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, so I wasn't, I think that's interesting. I think it's smart. And they also added red hair for every skin tone, uh, which I thought was also smart sure. so that you're not, you know, it's, it's basically, you know, trying to be, uh, Inclusive in uh, in the ways in which people can sort of express themselves. They also uh, included uh, icons for people who may not have hair. True, right? So like they're they're trying to be uh, as inclusive of all for varieties. both men and women, men and women. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and they but uh, so like that made sense. And the stuff, the superhero, supervillain. I guess you know. I don't know if that was a desperate need, but it made me wonder. Uh, you know, what else might we uh, we need? I thought I thought the hot face, cold face, uh, anything face-related, I was, I was a pretty big fan of. The woozy face. Um, the faces get used. We, we read this in
2: one of the articles. The faces get used, like, significantly more often than anything else. Yeah. Makes sense because, like, everybody's about this sort of about them and, like, the faces are what's right. con- conveying people's emotional yeah. state. Right. And so, you know, like, there's a lot of that that happens in
1: emoji. And, and then the face emotions are universally true. So that's like the research from, uh, you know, Paul, I think Ekman is the guy's name, the, the researcher, but he looked cross culturally and the, you know, there's six universal emotions and those are kind of like the, the six core emotional emojis that you see in like, uh, you know, Facebook live, if you have to add a sentiment or if you're, uh, you know, talking about how you feel about what someone else is doing. Um, so that stuff's natural, but it does feel like they're getting to kind of boundary cases. Uh, they're getting to kind of kind of like wacky wacky flavors of uh, of those those core six so uh like red redhead is seven.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think that that's um it's gonna be interesting because you know when you think about let's say you wanted to add a new something to like a new facial expression or something or a new do or something. You now have to add across all skin tones mm-hmm. across two genders. I'm surprised there's still only two genders. Like I don't know if yeah. there are any non-gendered um, sure. uh, emojis, but yeah, you know, it, it could be that as as you're adding new looks, etc., like you now that that number that six percent growth could go up because there's more sets that you need to add everything into.
1: Yeah, and I, I was curious for you guys as uh, as parents. Um, how do your how do your kids connect with emojis versus connecting with uh, with other forms of uh, so, communication and language? Sounds like Dan might have a thought. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: I, I, I have. I might out my children here a bit, but um, my middle child, who's four years old, turning uh, five recently um, or soon, is. Uh, is big on the emojis to send text to family members. And we'll sort of just cram them in. And there's no real rhyme or reason, but she'll get them in. And then she'll try to pick out the, the healthy food all of a sudden is what she focuses on, sending healthy food emojis to family members. But they both recently realized for certain emojis, uh, and one that is um, the poop emoji, uh, you can tell my phone to, to, to do that one. So now they can voice recognize poop emoji And send it to my mother, my wife, whoever it may be. So you'll constantly hear them just upstairs or or in the back of the car. Poop emoji, poop emoji, poop emoji. Which has become a talking point that I have to have that emojis are fun. It's fun to send them to family. But I can't have you in the middle of class shouting out poop emoji. Because it's going to be a whole different discussion point. But not something I expected as I became a father to have to discuss with my children. Uh, But here we are. Um, I think my oldest does enjoy trying to tell a story with them. Like trying to piece together, she has story cards that are imagery as well that she'll lay out and play with, so it's a similar way of sort of connecting the dots. But I don't think she's ever taken the time to actually look through all of them. You may mention there are over 2,000, I think I've used 15, 20. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you think of a form factor and how many I actually use, I don't know, I don't think she's ever actually looked at the depth and breadth of the emoji
2: palette that is out there for all of us. Yeah, I mean, my, my daughter's been emoji free since she's only three, she's so three. Who, who knows? So, I mean,
1: at what age? Do you, emo- do you think emojis start to make sense?
2: I mean, I think like that at a certain level, so there's the, in the doctor's office, point to how much this hurts, Absolutely. like
1: base zero yes. to 10. Like, yes. so that's
2: an emoji, right? Sure. And I think that, you know, that's for either for children, for people who, who have, you know, there's a language barrier. Like that, that, that serves a purpose in the very beginning. So mm-hmm. I think from a certain point of view right away, I think it's really when you have a phone or access to, some sort of phone like device, mm-hmm. um, or your friends do, you yeah. know, I think that's probably when it becomes, uh, you know, part of your lexicon. Yeah. Uh, I think probably not until then. I and
1: mean, then it takes off in the, the adolescent years, I would imagine.
2: I mean, or as adults, like uh, who, sure. Doesn't? Sure. who doesn't, who doesn't emoji? I think w- one, uh, one interesting thing on my brother doesn't. My brother has
0: never sent an emoji in his life. He's made well, that's like, what, what is what, the, when did you turn 80? <laughs> What, what, it's not FOMO. It's the other one. The joy of missing out, Mike. Is that what Jomo? Jomo? Jomo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hashtag Jomo. He
1: yeah. Jomo's yeah. a lot.
2: Enjoy I've got an, emo- I've got an emoji for that. <laughs> um, one thing that I like, so I was, I was looking at, and the, uh, I it's amazing to me. I think I didn't know before I started researching for this pod that the, the smiling cry, smiling with tears of joy. Yes. 2015. Was the if Oxford English dictionary word of the year. Yes. Was an emoji. And it was that emoji. Yes. Um, it, it's crazy to me, uh, in the article that, um, uh, that on Oxford English dictionaries.com that we, uh, that we read, uh, there was a, uh, there was a tweet that I liked from, uh, Domino's pizza. And I like the conceit, which is that there are some emojis that people don't need, right. That nobody needs. And the ones they like included the Ram. Yeah. Like you don't really need the RAM.
1: You can probably get by. I'm an to afford them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, get by yeah. with a goat.
2: Yeah. Um. The the moon, the full moon that's just gray. This like the gray moon with like yes. the craters like on the, the moon. Dark moon. Yeah. Um. The a carousel horse. Yeah. Like so. So there are things that people don't need. I like the conceit that there would be a culling of emojis as well. Like Ooh. once you get up to let's let's imagine yeah. right now we have two thousand right. eight hundred and twenty-three. Yeah. Imagine we had ten times that. Many. Sure. And, you know, you were having to scroll, like, keep those doggies right. scrolling. Scroll, right. Leo, Leo, And just, just, it would, that would go on forever. You'd never get to the, yeah. whatever the shrimp emoji that you want to put down <laughs> after you had Chinese food. Like, it would be, like, you'd never get there. Yeah. And so, I feel like that's, there's going to have to be, I mean, maybe there's going to be a new UI that yeah. eventually you'll, you'll just say the emoji that you want to have just to not use words for.
1: Neuralink it.
2: Neuralink it.
1: Oh, I can't wait. Elon, where are you? But, um. But yeah, maybe there's like a relegation round, right? Yes. Like, like the, the, the worst emojis get banned. I, I like that. And like, there's like a, there's an emoji uh, Olympics. Emoji off. Emoji. Emoji Olympics. Emoji. Uh, yeah. Emojathon. Yeah. yeah, I think so.
0: Amazing stuff. What do you think, uh, Mike, we can leave it here. Uh, what's the upper bounds of the number? Like, do you have, or Brandon, I guess, because you're talking about the culling, is there an upper you know, limit you want to see placed on emojis? One. I think that's, uh,
2: I think it should just be one emoji. Wow. Hunger Game style. That's deep. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we're at it yet. Like I, I, I send emojis semi-frequently and I don't find at least sort of, it's not a thumber bummer, you know, like, like scrolling over to the emojis. I, I, so I think that there are probably some that even if they're, you know, adding niche value that that's still valuable. Yeah. Uh, and I, I do, I really like sort of joking aside, I really like all of the inclusive, like the focus on inclusivity. Yeah, I think for sure that's, there's like identity, it, there's, it sends, um, sort of messages about identity and value. And I think that, um, we, we, we absolutely better like make sure that there's something that everyone feels like can represent her or him. and um, so I, I anyway, I, I think that we we could probably double the number that we have now, and to me, it wouldn't feel overwhelming. I think when I was just suggesting ten x the number, I think that was that was not great. The one thing because you said we're gonna leave it here. I, I wanted to make sure I got in before please, Mike took us please. home was um hieroglyphics, yes, right? and I, I know like this goes uh dan you, you shared um uh something from the middle ages of of uh of emojis but i think hieroglyphics is like we, why did we not go back there right that was like they were that was super emoji right that was it man i mean it wasn't really because it was just like there were there were shapes representing words i guess that were different but like because the man doing this yeah didn't mean like the man doing you're, this. you're doing
1: the the, yeah, walk the like an egyptian yeah thing. yeah
2: but I, I think that they like it's funny how things you know how the the re, re, repeating the history and how old things are new again i think that is pretty interesting it all, it all ties
0: together uh, and uh, i think images are are always going to be something we use right they make it easier to communicate uh, pictures worth a thousand words and here emojis uh, are doing the same mike any last thoughts uh, on emojis we i'm sure we'll come back to it uh, throughout the year uh, and share yeah. more on twitter and on facebook
1: yeah, a couple a couple quick ones. I mean, I mean, one. I thought yeah, when Brandon was just talking about how this increases, like we have to be careful about emoji inflation. Emoji inflation. I'll, I'll still work on it, but uh, but you know, and then the like a cost of emoting increase. You know, so like how how many how many can we add at any given point? Six percent's a lot. You know, if we were to suddenly double it, people might be flummoxed. We don't want to flummox people, True. right? And uh, so I think that's interesting. And then I think since we're a learning podcast, um, I do think there's probably a subset of of emojis that are most relevant to learning contexts, and some of them may not actually even exist yet. Like, mm. how are you confused? Do you want the lecture to go faster? Yeah, like, I like some that. of that stuff. Tweet tweet at us. Tweet at us. Let us know what's missing. How do we? Uh, how do we kind of? Uh, how do we? round out the palette EmojiCon 20 2019
2: let's um let's let's bring in some uh some learning emojis let's do it and to continue the conversation
0: on emojis we bring in a correspondent uh, esther lee who has been on the show previously and focusing on learning on udl universal design for learning and more Uh, esther first and foremost thanks so much for joining us to talk emojis here today
3: sure i'm always happy to be back
0: and we've discussed a couple of different topics here throughout the the episode, but wanted to get your take on uh, the growth of emojis. Why, like, why, from your viewpoint, why has uh, this picture art uh, form of text uh, really taken off and become so popular as a mode of communication?
3: Sure. So first, they began as emoticons, and they were gradually replaced by emojis, which are graphic symbols representing, you know, facial expressions, verbs, and ob- objects, and uh, whatnot. There are so many of them now and they're coming up with new ones uh, every, day, every year. Um, and in everyday verbal communications, we often use body language and facial expressions and they actually take up uh, about 93% of our everyday communication. And so it's a better way to express our complex emotions like joy and surprise and fear and other objects.
1: And it's also an opportunity to connect with folks who maybe don't speak the same language, right? There's been a good amount of research into how different cultures have different emojis. I know the French have a lot of hearts. Uh, I did see research to (laughs) say that the French, uh, they like love and they like hearts. But um, can you talk a little bit about the universality of uh, of emojis? And uh, I know you're a a passionate advocate of uh, universal design for learning. Can you talk a little bit about how emojis uh, fit and how they're almost like an emerging universal language?
3: Sure, so the compactness of emojis really uh, make them more rich in semantics as well Um, and they do not really have a language barrier so it makes it more possible to communicate among users of different cultures and different languages uh, which is really exciting Um, and that makes it really universal for the users as well it's really a ubiquitous language that bridges all cultures and all disabilities and abilities and uh, languages to, mm-hmm.
0: to tease out a bit about uh, your work uh, at Kaplan, what we, we do. Uh, you've been doing a lot of research about sentiment analysis and using emojis, correct? Um, how have you seen sort of that use case work uh, in a live online environment where students are in a classroom online and using uh, emoji like symbols or emojis themselves to interact with their teachers?
3: It's really interesting that we have a lot of students who are constantly interacting with our teachers and our TAs, and it's really exciting. Even in an online space, you can really tell how excited the students are, and you can get a feel. But there are definitely going to be students who are keeping quiet, being wallflowers in chat, just like in a physical classroom. And it helps to have the teachers ask, give me thumbs up using sixes and give me uh, nines if you want to give me a thumbs down. And so you see a lot of students who are not chatting anything else but the thumbs up and thumbs down. Um, I've also placed sentiment polls as you mentioned and so we actually put in emojis in the sentiment polls to see what the students are feeling or if they would be answering the polls more than they are chatting and we've seen that a lot of chatters and non-chatters are using the sentiment polls to tell us how they're feeling or uh, how they feel about the coursework itself.
0: Uh, great to have you here, Esther, talking about this, and I-, I know we will hear from you on future episodes of Trending in Education. In fact, I know that because uh, this Thursday we are bringing a special episode, an extra, of Trending in Education to celebrate International Women's Day. We have a a panel uh, of, uh, sorry, a group of interviews, uh, individual interviews of uh, women in education uh, from Kaplan Test Prep and and around uh, sister companies as well. Mike, uh, I'm excited to bring this to our audience and uh, really uh, bring to uh, the forefront some great women who are in education. What about it to you? Uh, Are you excited to bring this episode out, uh, releasing Wednesday night, early Thursday morning?
1: uh just just bringing more boy more voices to bear on in terms of this conversation it's not just uh brandon mike and dan who are passionate about learning and watching trends there there's plenty of folks many of them are women and a lot of really impressive women i think we're feeling uh we're we're feeling like we have to try to hold our own with uh with the luminaries we're going to bring to bear uh on our upcoming show uh esther yourself uh, you know you have quite a quite a background that we're gonna we're excited to Dig into uh, and uh, and also uh, interestingly enough, a lot of these folks, uh, these women are international uh, as well. So it's International Women's Day, and we have uh, at least several of our guests are, are international women. So um, I think it's, it's shaping up to be a, a, an excellent show, and hopefully we can bring uh, bring more more voices and perspectives like Esther's onto upcoming shows. So uh, really looking forward to it.
0: And for those of you who follow us on Twitter, at Trending and Ed, you'll see more from Kaplan Test Prep as well, celebrating International Women's Day. We'll be sure to retweet, like, and share with you uh, what we have going on uh, at the uh, home office for Kaplan Test Prep. And of course, we'll have our next episode of Trending in Education next Tuesday, but you don't have to wait that long. Thursday morning, you'll be able to listen to us yet again, right here on Trending in Education.